0: Today, we're going to learn about a simple strategy for choosing products to sell on Amazon so powerful that one gentleman used it to go from homeless to a thriving six-figure business. It's so powerful, we even added it to our own Helium 10 software. Say what? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is a completely unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. For the very first time, I am actually recording this podcast at a remote location. I am not in the state of California. I am in the state of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh to be exact, and I am at the office of Kale & Taylor Kale, Taylor, how's it going? What's up? Thank you for inviting me here. Dude, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Is this your first time? I think I've been here once before, but it must not have left a lasting impression because <laughs> I don't really remember it.
1: All Whoa. he's been doing all day is blowing our minds with just like Helium 10 features. I actually kind of feel like a vegetable. Like I just, yeah. I, I lost all my cognitive function after right. he exploded my mind about Helium 10.
2: dude. It's crazy, man. We're we're out here. We're so glad that you're here. Obviously, Bradley, thank you for coming out. Obviously, we, we have this thing going on and you're helping us out. So I'm super happy to be here. Super happy that you're here. It's great to meet. This is actually the first time I'm meeting you in person. Now, it's not my first
0: time seeing you because... You guys have been bombarding me with Facebook ads for as long as I have been involved with Amazon. And and so like you guys are, are like superstars in my opinion. You guys have the best ads that that I've seen on Facebook. And I definitely want to talk a little bit about that later and what you guys have done. But I want to start back. What I always like doing is going to your origin stories. I know very little about your origin stories. I know First of all, next to me is somebody who is the first time I'm, I'm with somebody who's taller than me. So, how tall are you? Six eight. Six eight. Yeah. Six, eight. So short, man. Oh. Yeah, I'm a shorty compared to you. <laughs> but you were a Division One basketball player.
1: Yeah, I played basketball at uh, Northwestern University in Chicago, Drake University in Iowa, and then Duquesne University here in Pittsburgh. Met my wife here. Decided to stay. That's kind of the whole thing. Do you want me just to tell the whole story really quick? I know people are busy.
0: Yeah, I want to hear it. Like this a 30, is interesting
1: to me. 30-second interest, interesting story. Go cool, a little okay. bit longer than 30 seconds. Okay, I, I I played basketball, you know, very high level. I wanted to play in the NBA like pretty much everyone wants to do. And at, at some point, the ball stops bouncing. And for me, it stopped bouncing when I met my wife and I thought, I can't go overseas and leave this woman. So I stayed here and um, got a job as a business consultant at Duquesne University, helping people start businesses, which is kind of ironic considering what we do now. Um, but five minutes into the job, I'm sitting in my windowless cubicle. Like I'm sure many of you guys listening have been in this position where you're working for someone and you're not making enough money and you're sitting there and you're in a windowless office. You're like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And so I started Googling online, how to make money at my desk. Right. And so I find Amazon FBA, like many people listening to this podcast have done, found that it's a legit business model, found that you can actually make money, started selling cornhole lights. First product was cornhole lights. Um, did $20,000 a month in like my first three or four months, and that's how I met Taylor is that's I actually, I came in. yeah, I showed, showed him the products at church and
2: that's, yeah, that's how he it was going. funny. Kale was actually, so Kale and I met at church and Kale was at church kind of talking about this Amazon business, this thing that he had started. And it was crazy. Cause I was, I've, I've majored in entrepreneurship in college. I was working, um, the job that I was working at the time I was actually traveling all the time. So I was gone like three, four five days a week, um, doing sales. And I heard Kale talking about this and I asked him to go to dinner with me. And I, we went to dinner and I asked him all these questions about Amazon. Like, how are you doing? How'd you find your product? All that kind of stuff. And basically at the end of that conversation, I literally asked Kale, Hey Kale, um, could I come and do this with you? Like, are you looking for a partner And Kale? What did you say? I said, hell no. He really <laughs> did. He said, absolutely not. You said hell no in church.
1: Oh, we no, were at it was dinner a dinner. It was time. a dinner. Thank
2: goodness. Yeah. It was a dinner.
1: I just didn't want, you know, I didn't want to give away equity. I thought I had something crazy going and then.
2: And then he said, and then the next question was, okay, well, can I invest? And at that point in time, especially people starting an Amazon business, like the only thing that ever holds your growth back in an Amazon business, once you kind of start to understand it is cash flow. Like, so you can launch new products, you can reinvest more and restock all that kind of stuff. And so he said, yes. And so I invested some money and very shortly after, it was funny. We did all, so Kale at that point, he had cornhole lights up. He'd actually launched a second product that was these infant pillows. Like a side sleeping infant pillow. What year are we uh, talking about right now? 20, fall of 2017. Yeah. Fall of 2017. He had had those two products up. And so basically those two products, he was doing 20, 25,000 a month. We did all this paperwork, like LLCs and signed documents and everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'm not kidding. The day after all of the, the work was done, my money was in Kale's bank account. All the investments were done. We got a cease and desist because cornhole lights are patented. And then the FDA put out a thing about how you're not supposed to put any infant pillows into cribs. And so Amazon took all those listings down too. So everything crashed and burned. But I had a business partner. So Correct. Great news there. So from there on out, we, we obviously went and built our Amazon business. Um, we our, our kind of claim to fame, I guess, is that um, by January, so it was right at like six months from when I had come in. In January, we hit eighty thousand in revenue a month. So six months it took us to get to to eighty thousand a month. How many products uh, was that? Eighty thousand. Oh we had a it was, lot at that point. I think at that, like that point, twelve. I, yeah, I think it was like eleven. Yeah. Right, it was like eleven, twelve. Um, and we took this. Like, we can talk about like what we did and how we did that in a second. But basically. We did that, and then um, we went onto somebody's YouTube channel. Uh, people started hitting us up. We started our own YouTube channel. We started our own program. We started a company that does product photography and listing. I don't know if I can like promo. I don't want to say any names, but uh, Bradley just told me I could. So we started our YouTube channel KT9 for Kalen Taylor. Quit your nine to five job. We um, started a company called Honey Badger Boost that does product photography listing optimizations. We started a course around Amazon FBA called Nine University. And now like literally a year and a half later, we're here sitting in an office, talking to the best software company in the world. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. I love that story. I have interviewed a lot of people. I know you guys haven't listened to
0: every episode of, uh, of the podcast, but it's just really boggles my mind that people can come from so many different backgrounds and come to the same kind of success because that's the bottom line. There is no prerequisite or some special degree you need to have in order to give you a chance to succeed on Amazon. You can take you know, a salesman, you can take a basketball player. I've had people who are uh, engineers. I've heard of people who are almost homeless and they end up you know, making money on Amazon. And, and the common denominator, you guys have a lot of students. What is that common denominator? Because again, it's not some special education. It's not your genes. What's the common denominator for success that helped you guys get there? And that helps a lot of your students get there.
1: Can I uh, literally, if I had to call it one word that just came to my mind is tenacity. Like the un, the un, they just can't stop working hard. They can't stop going for it. They refuse to compromise. They refuse to actually settle for the life that 99% of the world has settled for. Those are the type of people we look for. And Taylor kind of played it off cool. Like we have this small little like course or whatever, but the truth of the matter is, is nine university has a hundred employees. We have over 4,000 clients, 4,000 customers. Our, our people will make over $8 million this year on Amazon. And the ones that are doing the $8 million, I can tell you right now, they all have like same thing. Like I said, tenacity, like they came into the program. They didn't know what the heck was going on. Some of them had already been selling on Amazon, but still didn't know what the heck was going on. Kind of like, you know, I did at the beginning, and they refused to stop. And now, now now they're just, you know, reaping the rewards. It's, it's really, it's honestly humbling to watch. Like, yep. we don't do it for the money at this point. We just, we do it to kind of see these people crank right. and make money. It's amazing. It's
2: work ethic. That's all it is. If you can get up in the morning and you can work and you can smash any objections, smash any excuses and just do it, it's work ethic. That's what it is. It's not about, like you said, it's not about knowledge. It's not about this. Like, like guys, I just... Obviously, Bradley talks about this a lot, but we're talking about Amazon here, like a freaking trillion dollar company. And guys, look at the stats. Look at Jeff Bezos' shareholder letters. Go and look at the fact that 60 to 70 percent of every single thing sold on Amazon is sold by a third party. Go look at the fact that if you look at the stats in Jeff Bezos' shareholder letter, that the third party sales is growing way faster than first party sales is. And Amazon is investing money into that. It's where I believe, I, I could be misquoting this and I apologize if I do, just you know, yell at me if, if I misquote this. But I believe on Jeff Bezos last shareholder letter, he said that 53% of Amazon's profit comes from the third party sellers wow. um, organ, like group. And so that's not saying, you know, obviously Amazon is making a bunch of money, but that's also a whole bunch of people, normal everyday people like yep. me, like Kale, like Bradley, who are going in, they're creating businesses and they're creating legacies and changes in their entire life. And it's incredible. You can
1: tell we, uh, we try to teach people how to do this, right? <laughs> we sell, we sell it pretty good.
2: I love it.
0: I love it. Now, again, you've got 4,000 students, you know, some, not every single one has, you know, hit it big on Amazon, you know, a lot have failed. But let's talk about the successes. Let's let's talk about the successes and the failures. But what are some cool student stories? Again, one thing that I always tell people is like, guys, Seven figures is not the only thing that equals success. Sometimes we get this ingrained, like, oh, if I don't hit a million dollars in sales, I'm not successful. Success means different things to different people. What are some unique stories from some of your favorite students? doesn't have to be some big money-making thing, but maybe somebody who didn't know what they were going to do with their life, and then they found Amazon. But but can you guys give me a couple of cool stories? You want want Gary
2: or Nick first, because they need to be the top two.
0: Can I take Sean actually okay, out of okay, left do field? Sean, do Sean, do Sean
1: out of left field? Like this guy, this—it's on top of my head because within the past month, but the guy comes into the program. He was doing—he was already doing ten thousand dollars a month on Amazon. Pretty, you know, a cool business. But he was telling us, "Look, it's not profitable. It's—it's it's a fun little charity I'm running, but you know, it's not profitable." Comes into the program. Fast forward a month after we give him advice on PPC and images and all of the things that you need to scale. Now he's at twenty-seven thousand dollars a month at a fifty percent profit margin. So. Crazy story that it's
2: actually changing someone's life. You take Gary or Nick? Yeah, I mean, I might take both. I can do Do them real quick. (laughs) So Nick, um, so this guy named Nick, he was actually also already selling. He was doing about $20,000 a month. He came on literally in like May, June timeframe of 2018. So the course had only been around for literally like 30, 60 days. Came in, he was doing 20 grand. He literally came into the program for us to help him with PPC. That's why he came in. We talked to him a little bit later. He wasn't making any profit. His PPC was running into the ground. He was a nurse. Uh, that's what he did. He was working graveyard shifts. And literally, he told us, um, it's actually on our YouTube channel, his, an interview with him. He actually started Amazon FBA because he liked this girl. And he wanted to buy wow, a new BMW to help him impress this girl. I forgot wow. that. That's okay. Hilarious. So that's why he started Amazon He came in, he came into the course in May by September, five months in September, he was doing about $120,000 a month on Amazon. Obviously at that point in time, he could have bought the BMW. He did not buy the BMW because he wanted to keep reinvesting, keep growing this business. Um, now What Nick literally does is Nick travels around. I talked to him just a week or two ago. I don't hear from him as nearly as much as I did last year because he's traveling with that girl um, and his Amazon business runs itself. Another amazing story real quick is Gary Hutton. So we have this this guy named Gary in our course. Um, He's amazing. So he came in and when he actually came into the course, his life was going great. Like he had a great job. He had a great family. He had all this stuff and it was great. And he just wanted to basically create something that could really, he could leave a legacy for his family. Um, literally a month or two in um, just honestly, I'm not going to go into any details cause that's, that's his story, but a bunch of personal things happened, a bunch of uh, tragedy hit and literally he lost everything. He lost his job. He lost his, his family, like literally Um, lost everything. He sent us this
1: email that was like, I wish I was kidding. And, uh, I think the picture's on our website somewhere, but basically he's like on an air mattress with his dog, a laptop. And it
2: literally looks kind of like a storage unit. Yep. Like this is where the guy was holed up. He was, he was homeless. And he told us he had this choice to make of either he could go and just try to get the fastest job he could flipping burgers somewhere just to make a little bit of money so he wouldn't be homeless. But he wanted to put every cent he had into Amazon because he knew that Amazon that he could he could change his life with Amazon. Okay. I remember here's honestly, I am not an emotional person. I never like cry like anything like that. I remember on Christmas Day, literally, we got an email from him, Christmas Day of 2018. We got an email from him and it almost brought me to tears because he sent us a picture and it said, Hey guys, I just wanted to thank you because I still don't really have a place to stay. I'm still sleeping on an air mattress, but I was able to go and buy a microwave so I can go to the grocery store and buy like frozen TV dinners and warm them up and I can eat that. Like, it was crazy. And then now, uh, fast forward a bunch of months, obviously, he worked his butt off like he killed yeah. it. Now he's doing like $30,000, $40,000 a month on Amazon. Proposed he proposed cho- to his girlfriend. He proposed to a, a, his girlfriend. <laughs> in like Tahiti. Or yeah, like you know. living the life. He bought a condo um, or he bought a duplex in somewhere in California that's super nice. And he uh, renovated the whole thing because that's what he wanted to do with his time. And then he actually renovated the one next to him for his mom because his mom is having like he's just being able to live his life and do what he wants to. And he went through the utmost of of absolute just tragedy and and terribleness. Right. But he fought his way through. And so that story we like to tell all the time. We talk about it on YouTube. We talk about it to our students because what that showed us was it doesn't matter what you're going through and it doesn't matter what your excuse is if you put the work in you go and you give it your all you can you can you know have some success absolutely that's
0: an awesome story and i think you know so many people out there they always you know try to ask you know, when they they hear somebody who quote unquote they, they put their little quotation marks up oh this person was they they're saying they're successful on amazon and then they started a the course or they started consulting like why would they do that guys That should answer your question right there. I mean, the the ability to help people, you know, I have that a little bit, you know, at Helium 10 in my position, you know, being able to see people's lives change. You know, for those who don't know, I used to be a Zumba fitness instructor. And then when I would see, like I had women and men who over a year taking my class would lose 100 pounds. And then they come to me and they're like, oh, my God, you've changed my life. Guys, trust me, I was not doing of being a Zumba instructor for the $20 an hour that 24 hour yeah, fitness absolutely. was, was paying me. It was not for the money. You know, uh, Kayla and Taylor here are not, you know, doing courses and stuff for the money. They've got plenty of money, but guys, it's still it's stories like that. That's priceless. And, and so that I'm, I'm really happy you shared that. Now Can I go say ahead.
1: one thing about that real quick. Cause that, it does bug me when people, even when Taylor says the word course, I get mad at him. Cause I'm like, dude, like quit calling it a course. Cause this is not when whenever we started selling on Amazon i swear to you one of the first conversations we had was bro we cannot sell out we cannot be those course guys who just start a freaking course and try to rip people off and make money like it was the last thing we wanted to do because you see the lamborghinis you see the girls with their boobs out on instagram and facebook and they're trying to get you to buy their program and and we were like these guys don't even sell on Amazon. Like this is ridiculous, right? And so we, when we made Nine university we made a conscious decision that it wasn't gonna be just another course, that it was gonna actually be something that could provide people that life change. And that's why we do things a lot differently. Like we have six live streams a week with six figure Amazon sellers. So you can actually ask a real person a question instead of just watching videos. We include all the software that you need. We have photography that you need. Like it's like, it's not really a course, honestly. It's more of like a, a lifestyle program where people are, together and moving in the right direction so i just want to say that because it's not and i'm not defending myself you guys can think whatever you want about us like 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 he said we don't need your money the thing that i just want to say is that um this was born out of a desire to to get more more success like gary had yep. that that's the truth
0: of the matter that's awesome now let, let's flip it you know and in this case we don't need to use names but what are some common denominators from the failures that you guys have had? I mean, because no matter how good you guys are, no matter how much you want to help people, guess what? There's going to be people who just have bad luck or, or they just don't execute. But what are some of the common denominators that people should, you know, look out for that, you know, that you saw in your students that resulted in them not being successful at Amazon?
1: Man, you said, you said the right word. And it's one of my favorite words is execution. Like ideas are cheap. There's a lot of information on the internet. Don't buy our program. Literally don't buy it. Go on YouTube and and Google what you need to Google and figure out how to sell on Amazon. There's a lot of information out there. The problem with with that is that most people do not execute at the level that is necessary for success. And that's in all walks of life. There is just this 1% of people that execute at a way higher level. And, you know, that we designed our program to make that a little bit easier, but it's still hard. It's still very difficult to execute at a at a one percent level to tell you that you can have a one percent business. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I think that it's it's the level of execution effort that you're willing to put in that a lot of people aren't. And, you know, that that comes from a lot of different things. There are people out there in the world who are selling courses and programs for Amazon FBA that are promising things that just straight up aren't true they're promising that you can make a certain amount of money in a certain amount of time. That's uh, not right. And it's also actually illegal to market something that way. Um, There are people who are telling people that Amazon FBA is this kind of get rich quick scheme where you just, you put some money in and then Amazon just spits you a whole bunch of money out. And that's not how it works either. What I would say is just to add on to what Kale said is, not only is it a certain level of execution, but I would say it's the amount of time that you go with that execution. Because there are lots of people who will come in and they'll try something and they'll work really hard at it and be really interested in it and really passionate about it for a five week. Minutes. Okay, five <laughs> minutes, two days, a week, two weeks, a month, yeah. two months, six months. And here's what I'm going to tell you. That's still not long enough. True. It's still not long enough. But guys, there's... I I said earlier on this podcast and we have, we've proven this over and over again, right? It took us six months to get from zero to 80,000. We did not go from 80,000 to 160,000 in the next six months. We didn't. Okay. But we went from zero to to $80,000 a month in six months. Guys, you don't understand. At that point in time, I had a full-time job. Kale had a full-time job. I was married. Kale was seriously dating and then engaged we had, we're both super involved in church. We didn't have employees. We didn't even have VAs. We had nobody. It was us. We were putting stuff on credit card. I'm not suggesting anyone should finance or put I anything put $50, on credit
1: cards. $50,000 on credit cards to start this company. I literally just posted on it. This is totally side note, but I posted on Instagram this morning that my credit score is like 783 as of this morning. And like that, I know that maybe some of you guys have 800 and you're like, your credit score sucks. But to me, that was like a huge moment because- I remember back, you know, a year and a half ago when my credit score was
2: 450.
1: I had 50K on those cards and me and you were looking at each other across the desk like this thing we started might not just, might bankrupt us. Like it
2: was crazy. And guys, just disclaimer, we're not saying anyone should go take out credit cards and put $50,000 on it, but we had a level of desire and we were willing to take that huge risk, which is what it is. And for us, it paid off. And we were willing to... Like I, I literally remember this um, whenever we decided that we wanted to start a YouTube channel and, and this was way before we had a course, anything else want to start a YouTube channel and just help people out for free. We went and rented this like little studio that was in the basement of this place in Pittsburgh called squirrel Hill. And it was like this room and it, we eventually left there because there was water everywhere and it leaked. So that would give you uh, just kind of an idea of what, where we were at. But I remember going there, like, We would literally go to work every single day and I would travel. I was going to Harrisburg or Philly or somewhere in New York. And then at night, every single night, From six o'clock until midnight, 1 a.m. We were in that studio working on our Amazon business, trying to just even get one little slit, like one subscriber on YouTube at that moment in time was like literally amazing. And then I got, I remember I got so excited when we went from four subscribers to five subscribers and I was like, Kale, we're finally at five subscribers. (laughs) And Kale was like, yeah, bro, that was one of my accounts. I just did that. But, and now you guys are at 20,000. Yes.
1: And and we don't even really, I mean, we post on YouTube every once in a while. We're going to post an interview with you and it's going to show like hacks with Helium 10. And it's, it's never really been about like the Gary V mindset of let's post as much as possible and like have this like awesome social media presence. No, what we're trying to actually do is like actually help people actually build an insane company so that they tell everyone else so that we don't even have to market it. You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Now we, we talked a little in general terms about what's success, what's failure, but with all of your students, I remember you guys told me this, and this is why it's going to actually something leading up to Helium 10, but you guys told me something that you found was a common denominator, both in your business and in your students' business about some kind of metric that you guys would use that like really like change the game for you guys. So can you talk a little bit
2: about that metric? Yeah. So This is funny. So this goes all the way back to the very beginning of our Amazon business. And this was when, you know, I had just come on board, the cornhole lights and the baby pillow were taken down and we had uh, literally like two or $3,000. And we were like, we're going to find every single product that we can find. We're going to buy 150 units. We're going to throw them up on Amazon. We're going to see what sticks. I do not advise that strategy. It's a terrible strategy. But I remember, guys, we had we had multiple Google sheets and spreadsheets of like, this product has this, this product has this. Like We went all of this stuff. And guys, through all of that, through going on YouTube, helping people, helping hundreds of people, now thousands of people, what we discovered was this metric that we call seven and seven. And that has completely changed the game for. Our, our Amazon business, and for all of our students, can I want you to tell them what well, it is? it can be
1: confusing, right? You you hear fifty thousand podcasts from fifty different software providers, and they're like, "Look at BSR. Check out their ranking. Check out how many pictures they have. Check out how many their monthly sales are. Their monthly sales need to be X. Their reviews need to be X." Everyone seems to have a different answer, right? And so, the cool thing about it is, we actually trial and error this crap and figured out which ones worked, right? And so, what we figured out, and long story short, is that if you look at the you know the, the first ten listings on any search keyword. If you just go on amazon.com right now and check it out, you can do this, like pull up wireless charger. The first 10 um, listings is what we're we're interested in, right? Because we want to get into the top 10 for a good keyword, right? And so let's say to get into the top 10, let's simulate how many sales we need to get there. And so we figured out that the top 10, if seven out of the top 10 products have over are generating over $5,000 in revenue, then that's a, that's a market that is worthwhile, that has enough demand. It means the demand is yeah, high. Yeah, to, to be, you know, justified for you to go into. The other thing that we obviously was important is, is competition, because there's a lot of markets, like wireless charger, ton of demand, crazy competition, right? So you need the reviews to be low. So of the top 10 products, 7 out of the top 10 have less than 75 reviews that qualifies under our, our metric 7 and 7. So if you have both of those, 7 over 5,000 and 7 under 75 you meet our seven and seven score. And so it really just simplified product research for us. It might not be the end all be all. Obviously, Helium 10 has a billion tools that can add more depth to that research. Yep. But this is kind of like the initial filter that you're like, oh, there's 50 million products on Amazon. Let's get it down to a reasonable level.
2: And that's kind of how we got it. Going. I can give you the third metric that we, we tell all our students, Bradley, if you want it. What is it? So the third metric would be seven and seven. And then basically the metric to decide which seven and seven you should go with or, or what you're gonna do there is 200% ROI, okay? So this, obviously you can't do this right off the bat. You have to go find a supplier, usually negotiate with said supplier, um, figure out the math, figure out what your landed cost is, what shipping is, all that kind of stuff. But if you can find a seven and seven product that you can get 200% ROI on, I, I obviously can't guarantee anything, but I've yet to see one fail. Yeah. I honest to God, in our thousands of students, hundreds of, if not thousands of products, I've yet to see one fail in terms of lose money, 7 and 7, 200% ROI. That's awesome. And guys, guess what? That is the reason why
0: we actually have now incorporated the 7 and 7 into Helium 10 X Ray. As I've always told you guys, all of our tools the last year and a half or so, all of our new functions, it comes from you guys. It comes from our users, like what you guys are looking for, what help you need. And like, for example, one of my favorite things in all of Helium 10 right now is a Cerebro multi-asin search. That was something I used to ask for. And then we finally implemented it when one of our friends, Tomer Rabinovich from Israel, you know, kind of outlined how he was using Cerebro. And then that's why we implemented it. So when I first heard this from Kaylen Taylor, I was like, whoa, that makes a lot of sense. And it's not just two guys who had this idea, like they said, this works for their students they have never seen it fail so what we did was we incorporated it now into x-ray so guys if you are using x-ray right now hit the chrome extension at the very bottom there's a settings button hit that settings and you can toggle it with our original success score from helium 10 or you can toggle it to this new metric that you'll see right there and that allows you to see that seven and seven score and there's another feature from Kalen Taylor that we also implemented that talks about related keywords. It's going out there and finding other related keywords, right? With just a click of a button, you know, using autocomplete on, on Amazon. And then instantly you'll be able to see other related keywords of that seven and seven score. So guys, make sure to check that out. I'm not even sure if this has been announced yet by the time this podcast has come out, but I wanted to announce it on here that definitely use this because this is not just some random idea here this is something that their students have tried and and tested this out so thank you guys for bringing that to us and i hope that our community is going to find use in that in that as well
2: thanks for adding it yeah i i I hope you guys i hope anyone listening to this anybody uses helium 10 you guys find a ton of use a ton of uh great products from that it's we've always seen it work and it guys it this is something it took us like we said it took us months to get here. It's not something we came up with off the top of our heads and just went with. It took months and it worked. So I hope you guys kill it with.
0: All right. One quick thing more about Amazon before we move to really quickly to, to ads. I mean, we could probably, I could probably be here for an hour because you guys got so much good stuff. You mentioned about, you know, one of your success stories about helping them with PPC. What are some just general, you don't have to say specifically about him, but what are some general PPC strategies that you can give us like things that you have seen the people who come to your program who are already doing PPC, but are able to immensely or become immensely profitable just by tweaking some things. Like what are the common mistakes that you see people doing or what are the tweaks that you do to help people turn it from breaking even or losing money to being profitable just by optimizing their PPC?
1: Yeah. Well, PPC is all about keywords, right? You're, you're, you're telling Amazon I'm willing to pay for a certain keyword more than I'm willing to pay for X keyword, or I'm willing to pay for the keywords in X market more than the keywords in Y market. Right. And, and that's really the big battle. So the number one thing we do when people come in is we get them to arrange their keywords properly in their campaign. So one of the things we teach and and it's a lot, it's way too complicated to explain on a podcast is, is pulling keywords from a bunch of different softwares, including helium 10 and popping them into this PPC, these PPC campaigns and separate campaigns and then you're basically split testing. You're finding which campaigns work better for your specific industry. So that's the gist of it. And then again, one of the things we recommend, and which, which is why we're super excited that you guys are coming out with this soon. I don't know if I was allowed to say that or not. Um, but software, guys, like let's be real. Pa- advertising in general is a huge algorithm. It's a big computer somewhere, a brain that's way smarter than our brains. It has way more processing power than one human brain. And it's almost impossible for one human brain to optimize A campaign and and create a successful campaign that way so we teach our students to utilize software use use that stuff that is out there that can react on a minute by minute basis 24 7 it never gets tired and it always responds to the the bids as they go during the day
2: yeah for like a real quick like some tangible things right first off based off what you see on the internet um automatic campaigns are basically always going to be garbage i won't say always always but a lot of times they are um, we have previously actually only been using automatic campaigns to find keywords and do some low, really, really low bid stuff. But now with Helium 10, we actually don't even have to do that anymore. But um, it's using manual campaigns. Um, some of the other things is a lot of things that some people don't understand or don't know is that um, there are actually different costs for PBC based on different, I guess, categories. So, um, on Amazon, like some of the different categories would be like a broad match, a phrase match, or an exact match. Exact match PPC campaigns actually cost you less than, say, a broad campaign does. Okay. And so it's taking words that you know convert from abroad, moving them to phrase, moving them to exact so that your cost goes down, which means your A cost goes down, which means you make more money. So, there are some, you know, just some easy little tangible. Kind of tips and tricks that are very easy to implement straight off the get-go that can you know make some immediate impacts. And
1: make sure you have reviews, (laughs) and make sure you have good pictures, and make sure your listing is optimized. Pay-per-click doesn't work without those three things, guys. There's so many people that come into our programs and they're like, "I'm spending fifty dollars a day. I'm spending five hundred dollars a day on PPC." Holy crap! And that that like makes me feel bad for them. And I'm like. Your pictures are terrible. Your listing doesn't have the right bullet points. You have not used any sort of software to optimize this listing at all. Your uh, review count is three, and your 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 top competitor has a thousand. So, like, what do you expect them to do? Like, they're going to buy that one, right? So, just simple stuff like that.
0: All right. Completely switching gears. Like I said, the the way I knew about you guys was because of your Facebook ads, <laughs> and now you guys have some of the best Facebook ads. I mean the yoga one and then there's <laughs> ones where taylor is jumping out of a closet full of Literally. boxes and like hurtling Too bad. seven this foot this is not all. a
1: video podcast because i would like to see a replay of right
0: <laughs> racing scooters left and right i mean you guys have cool things now do both of you guys work in this together or, or like one of you guys like what was a drama major in school or like how do you guys come up with these really cool ideas that really work
1: 100 percent honesty is i i usually think of the overall like idea like i'm gonna have Taylor do X Y Z, but the key to it is really Taylor. I like I figure out he's just like funny. Some for some reason, <laughs> some reason like people want to click on. Like I I never have the intro. You'll see like rarely am I the one who because the attention grabber and you guys should know this for any ad you're running is is the most important part. If you don't grab someone's attention in five seconds, especially in this day and age, you don't you don't get to talk to them right. And so um they love taylor's face it's just he's just he's just that type of guy and so i think of all the most ridiculous ways that i can get taylor to grab attention like he'll fall out of a closet he'll open my car door
0: and scream crazy things like i don't know It just it seems to work now some of these like seem to have ridiculous amount of engagement and likes and things what are i mean do you guys know any of your stats offhand i swear like i've seen some i was like is this number real
2: like yeah so i'll give you i'll give you two reasons for that okay um one is really a basis for our ads and two is actually what we're doing um the first reason why we have so much engagement on our ads is because we're real
1: i think he asked for stats real quick i mean one of our i think our most (sighs) famous ad is like 25 million views or something but overall i guarantee we're over 100 million at least like for paid ads we spend a lot of money on ads we spend you should i tell them how much we spend on ads
2: Uh, it's more than it's more than tens of thousands pay for their houses. It's we spend (laughs) a lot. Um, yeah, we're definitely over a hundred million views total on paid advertisements between Facebook and then Google and YouTube. Um, in terms of actually having engagement and having people come in and comment, biggest first step is that we're real and we're genuine. Um, it's not, you're never going to see an ad with us where we're, we're standing with a Lamborghini in front of like a big mansion and a bunch of girls like with, no clothes on in a pool. Like, you're not gonna see that from us. We, one of our honestly most successful ads we've ever made was literally us standing in a random alleyway in downtown Pittsburgh, yelling at a whiteboard and just being dumb and laying down on the pavement. Like, we just real. And then, you know, honestly, guys, there's a lot of tips and tricks behind actually running ads. Like, think about this somebody's more, way more likely to watch, like, share, comment on a video if there's already social proof on it. And so there are ways where you can actually run ads to get likes and shares and comments. And it's not illegal, it's not wrong, it's not unethical. You're literally using the platform as it is designed to be used. But you know, some of the things we do is we'll run stuff to get engagement, likes and things for a couple of days and then put it out to our actual targeted audience who already has some social proof that it can, you know, generate some, some buzz, that kind of thing. So there are also some, some tangible things that you can do to help that. That's awesome. And so like, you know, the number of students
0: you have, obviously, you know, word of mouth is big, but I would, I would assume that these ads were the backbone of how you were able to, to scale, you know, your businesses so fast was, was Facebook ads, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Facebook ads, Google ads, it's, it's funnels that work for, that have been working timeless funnels since the beginning of time. Like whether it's you know, a video sales letter where you're, te- you're teaching someone exactly, you know, what you're going to su- what, what you're, what you can offer them basically. And then you're offering them the chance to either like get on the phone or purchase your program right then and there. Like there, it's just simple stuff that, again, it comes down to execution. Like no matter what we tell you, like I could, t- I could literally tell you our whole funnel, our whole Amazon business like most of our stuff can be talked about and summarized in a couple minutes but the actual execution behind it is what has taken us months, and what has actually made the difference between us having a multi-million-dollar company and people that just, you know,
2: yep. make YouTube videos. When you talk about scaling and execution, right? Um, there's two. There's two things that you have to always keep into consideration, right? And it's two kind of ways of scaling and ways of executing. One is going to be all robots, computers, automation, and the other one is going to be real, genuine, actual people. Okay. And most people in the e commerce space, let's be real, they're looking for the robots, the automations the software that can do everything for them so that they can work for a couple of hours, set something up and then make money while they sleep. That's the dream. That's the pitch that's been put out. And one of the things that we focused on in all of our, our funnels and our ads, we want to be real. We always want to have real people, but our funnels have real people throughout the entire thing as well. Um, like when somebody joins our course, every single person gets a welcome phone call with a real person. They're actually all current students of ours. Like we do things like that that has helped us scale, helped us spread our word of mouth that involve real people, rather than just always relying on automations and and softwares to do everything for us. All right, guys. Well, thank
0: you so much for the time, for having me out here, and then also taking the time to come on the podcast. Really amazing stuff that I know a lot of our audience is going to find a lot of benefit in. We'd love to have you guys back next year on the podcast. I want to see where you guys have brought Nine University and, and your whole business to I always love following up. So we're going to be working together a lot, I know, in the coming months. So I look forward to that. But in the meantime, again, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, might have some questions. They might want to contact you. How can they reach you? How can they find out more about what you guys do? What are some websites you can give them where they can reach out to you guys?
1: Like I said, the uh, our, our business is actually very simple. If you just go to nineuniversity.com. There will be one button on that, on that screen, basically. And it says, show us your best free training. Or it says, show us your free training. It's a 25-minute video. We make sure everyone who comes into the program, regardless of if you've been selling on Amazon for 20 years or you have no idea what Amazon is and somehow you're listening to this podcast, you just need to watch this 20 minute video. And then if that's a if you're like, wow, this is interesting. I like this, um, you can actually book in a call with one of our people and they'll just walk you through it. Like you can ask them as many questions as you want. What's the program like? Is this for me? Is this something I could be successful at? And they'll just basically walk you through it and see if you're a good fit for the program. It's really simple. Yep.
0: All right, guys. Thank you very much for this. And thank you for this Jimmy John's sandwich that you guys bought for me that I I want to finish right now. Jimmy John's, if you want to sponsor us, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yep. We're here. We'll run some ads for you. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Quick note, guys. Don't forget that regardless where you're listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.